Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast, where today we're discussing the seventh chapter of the Gospel of John. The passage is entitled Rivers of Living Water, and our podcast is called today, Come and Drink. In Hebrew culture, there were three very big events that took place every year. There were three um, feasts that took place and three festivals. There was the festival of Passover. There was a festival of Pentecost. And then in the fall, there was the Feast of the Tabernacles. This was like a fall festival. It was an annual festival of the fruit, the wine, and the oil harvest. This was an eight-day outdoor festival. And um, it was similar. People were come and it was similar to like a big campground where everyone camped and stayed in these huts. And the idea was to remind themselves in their culture of their wilderness wanderings and to take them back to that place of being outdoors and outside and reminding them of their years in the wilderness. The Jewish law required every male to come to this festival and to bring an offering. And at this year's festival, everyone was talking about Christ. And they were talking about, have you heard him speak? Have you heard what he's saying? Have you heard about the miracles he has done? And there was a lot of chit-chat, as you could imagine. Um, some said, well, he is a very good man. I've heard him. I believed him. I've seen what he has done. Some were to say, wow, this, this Jesus, he's a prophet. But others were saying, he's the Messiah. He's the Messiah we've been waiting for. Some said he's crazy, he's demon-possessed. So people liked him and didn't like him. The religious leaders of their day were saying he must be stopped. He's causing too much division. Yet, Jesus takes time at this festival, and he delivers a wonderful discourse that extends this great invitation. On the last day of the festival, they had a ritual, and they drew water from the pool of Shalom, and they poured it out. And on the last day, the priest would take that water, and he would dip into that water, and he'd pour it on the altar. And it was symbolic, and it was very ritualistic. And Jesus chose this moment when they were using this water to deliver his remarks. And Christ speak. And it says in John chapter 7, it says, On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus promises a gift, a gift of living water. He says, if anyone desires to be truly happy, you can come to Christ. Believe in him, and you will find purpose and meaning in your life. The only requirement, Jesus said, was to be thirsty. Are you thirsty today? I'm not talking about a physical thirst. I know our podcast is entitled Come and Drink, but we're not talking about a physical thirst. We're talking about a thirst from our innermost being, a thirst perhaps for knowledge and wisdom. Some of us say, I, I, I need to make some decisions in my life. I need wisdom. I need knowledge. 
Some might be seeking fulfillment in their life. And they're looking for that next step, that goal that they're supposed to reach for. Some might be looking for a a thirst for relationships and connection with other people. It's not a physical thirst, but it might be emotional and a spiritual desire in our lives. And Jesus taps into the need of these people that day. And he says, are you thirsty? The comfort flows plentifully and constantly as a river. Jesus gives comfort and he's very strong to dispel the doubts and fears that people have. Let's today look at four quick things about this promise that Jesus gives about living water. The first one is to accept this water, we first must acknowledge our need. On the final day, only the qualified ones could take, the priest could dip into that water and pour that water and do the cleansing ritual on this altar. The common people had to stand aside. And just watch. And so those who were very prominent, those who were wealthy, those who were privileged at the time, were involved. But those back on the sidelines were just watching and perhaps feeling very unworthy. In our culture today and in our lives throughout time, there's those who are standing in the back and watching and perhaps feeling unworthy. Have you ever felt that way? Jesus says, anyone who is thirsty, may come. He addresses that crowd. It's open for everyone. The qualification is all you need to do is acknowledge your need. I love the sound of anyone, all, and everyone. Secondly, he says the water is free. You know, we read a beautiful passage in the Old Testament that talks about living water, and it's Isaiah 55. And let me share these words. It says, come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And you will delight in the richest of fare. The invitation is open The water is free to all. Human thirst is a force. When we desire something very strongly, it's amazing what we can accomplish. And sometimes we thirst for satisfaction in our lives. We we thirst for something we're working for, and it helps us to work even harder. Often we run, working to find inner satisfaction and peace in our lives through many different avenues. But Christ is saying, Come to me, I will give you this living water. Christ gave his life for us, for the forgiveness of sins and a new life in Christ so we could live our life abundantly. Thirdly, living water is very effective. He says, whoever drinks of this water that I shall give shall never thirst. It's effective. Jesus said, but the water I give shall be to you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. As we embrace this promise and receive this offer of a never-ending source of consolation, it's adapted to all, all of our times and all of life's circumstances. And then finally, number four, the results of this water are transformational. 
The living water was a symbol that Jesus was referencing to the Holy Spirit. That when he died and was crucified, he would go back to his heavenly father, but he would leave the Holy Spirit to guide us to dwell inside of us. And this indwelling grace shall constantly and fully supply all of our deepest necessities of our souls and abide in us. This living water, this Holy Spirit, it empowers us. It elevates us. It purifies us as water. Throughout the book of Acts in the New Testament, we see the result of the Holy Spirit transforming believers, common men and women who become agents of transformation. You know, Jesus speaks at this festival of the tabernacles. He promises living water. And all of these festivals that were attended, they all, they all had a common theme. They were to deliver people. They were to remind people of the presence of God and the provision of God. And in the context of this festival, Jesus spoke and says, I am the living water. I want you to have this water that you will thirst no more. We find significance in God sending his only son to this event, this tabernacle, but more so to be among us and sending of the spirit to abide with us forever so that the living waters may flow from within to a thirsty world. When, when we are filled with the spirit of God and when we're filled with the love and peace of God, then that spills out of us into those around us who have needs, those who are thirsty. We live in a thirsty world. Can we as children of God reach out in unique ways to share the love and light of God? My prayer for you as you embrace this invitation where Jesus says, come and I will give you the rivers of living water. Thank you and God bless you.